going to start recording. All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of Overly Dramatic. Yeah, everyone is a fanatic. The skeletons in the attic. My name is Brent. This is Patrick. Our show is overly dramatic. Our show is overly dramatic. Na 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 na. All right, stuff. So welcome to our second episode. We actually had quite a few views on YouTube this last week. Pretty proud of ourselves. We made it over over 150. So that's good. Hey, nice. Yeah, we're kicking it, man. We're doing it. I, I only watched it 149 times. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> you got to support yourself, right? That's the way to go. Actually, I think I watched it once. Yeah. Um, but, you know, time gets away from you. I didn't, you know, I'm not going to, like, analyze the whole thing. But I did get yeah. a couple private messages from people. Good. Saying, hey, Brett, I thought you were a musician. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I thought three chords were fine. For That's like, it. I, I didn't know I had to transmogrify a cantata. Hey. But, uh, Anyway. Friends are critical. Friends are critical. I'm, I'm about the earworm. Just stick it yeah. in your head, you know. Na, 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 na. So. There you go. How have you been? <laughs> so, I've been pretty good. Just want to just tell our audience a little bit more about us. Uh, we're, we're just two overeducated fools talking about mostly Canadian topics, and then we decide if it was overly dramatic. I am Patrick. I'm a, I taught... <laughs> I taught high school drama for many years, and I'm an improv performer and a stand-up comedian when we used to do stand-up. Indeed. And I'm Brent. I also used to teach high school drama. I'm an actor, comedian, uh, host, musician, and I've traveled around Canada extensively doing all those things. All right. Yeah. So uh, this week was pretty crazy. We had two birthdays in our in my family. Um, so my youngest daughter's uh, just turned two. And my oh. wife, uh, it was her birthday. I'm going to say she was 24. <laughs> don't want to reveal a woman's age, right? That's like the cardinal sin. Um, yes. But I know there's a lot of families having COVID birthdays. I, as a father who's, you know, been to a lot of birthday parties and having to go to a lot of birthday parties during this COVID, I'm not going to complain about it, you know? <laughs> been pretty good. I've saved literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in birthday presents and rental places and party supplies. So, I don't know. I'm not complaining with with the birthdays here. Yeah, well, you've your your kids are young, right? So you yeah. have to. You've got to. You can't just you have do to. You can't give them like a gap card or a... No. Every weekend it was uh, the big, the good old mastermind. We always stop at that <laughs> store. <laughs> the, uh, the one by the Swiss Chalet? Yeah. yeah you got to pay to get the present wrapped right there on the spot. And all the parents are coming with the same, um, same, yeah. same gift wrapping supplies. So <laughs> I know everybody bought their gifts at Mastermind. Yeah. The, uh, it's yeah. funny, you know, because it's, those gifts are more for the parents. Yeah. Like, look, I bought your child an educational toy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> $89. So you yeah. better reciprocate a little bit of the old uh, the, the parental quid pro quo. But the kids hate yeah. those gifts. Yeah. You know? Like, and I wanted Hot Wheels. I wanted Star Wars. No, you get you get a wooden maze. Yeah. <laughs> or that wooden train. You, know? you always get the train set. 
you get organic material finger painting. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, the worst is the the conversations with some of these parents, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Yeah, good. You know, same old being a dad. Yeah, being a dad. Yeah. And then we're just like twiddling thumbs for the next 20 minutes in this laborious conversation. It's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah. Well, they say, you know, people say things. I mean, you and I probably do it to each other, too. But it's like, so you've been busy? And we're like, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. no, we busy haven't. Busy. We've been doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> busy doing what? I've been busy doing nothing. Yeah. Yes. I been a crazy week. On. Sorry? Been a crazy week. You yeah, saw that, yeah. uh, did you see that Dave Chappelle special? I did. Yeah. I yeah. love Dave Chappelle. I love the fact that he, um, that he doesn't take BS from either side. No. Know? Like his, no. uh, his, his Netflix special a few months ago garnered controversy. Yeah. He was just telling it like it is, how he sees it. Yeah, and yeah. Same with this one yesterday or uh, yeah. a couple days ago. Yeah. yeah. No, good for him. I love you can't, him. You can't cancel him, basically, is what he's saying. Because yeah. the, the people want him, right? Right. I guess the most eye-opening thing for me with that was, like, the, some members of the media was calling him out saying, you know, why don't, why don't these celebrities need to speak up more about you know, the whole movement and this and that. And Dave's like, the people are speaking. If you would just shut up and listen to the people, I don't need to say anything. Yeah. Right? It was yeah, good. We don't, we don't need celebrities speaking up because they they love to speak, but they don't do anything else. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's easy to just send a tweet or to, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, sort of signal allyship, but you're not actually yeah. doing anything. That's right. You know, all these yeah. people, I can't, I don't know, when I was a kid, like I was, I was an actor and I was traveling and doing all this stuff and I used to enjoy watching the Oscars. I thought, okay, right. well, I've seen all these films and I, I hope this one wins and I really like this person and such yeah. and such. I can't even watch award shows anymore. No. <laughs> once, Ricky, once Ricky Gervais's monologue is over, I turn it off. You know, just, <laughs> the, it's just so saccharine and fake. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's just, okay, well, how about then you give up your role for a black woman, you know, instead of telling everyone else what they should be doing, I yeah. mean, you're, you're a bajillionaire. You, yeah. you're, you're a great, you're a great uh, performer. You're, you're legendary. Everybody loves you. You can afford right. to do it. Say, you know what? I'm ideal for this role, but I'm not going to do it because I think Marshall Warfield's better at it. Yeah. Do they, do they do that? No. Right. No. So they make sure their own nest is padded and then they tell everybody else how to live their lives. Mm -hmm. And I think Ricky Gervais pointed that out. In, uh, at the Golden Globes last time, he's yeah. basically said, everybody knows you're full of it. You know, and they're all like sitting there like, oh, uh, yeah. spilling their, their doing I'm some not. egg with their yeah. soup, you know? Yeah. But, uh, by the no, way, I don't, don't want to take up uh, too much of our viewers' time, but yeah. when you're talking about all the birthday parties, Yeah. my favorite bit of yours is the Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese? About how it cost you like 400 bucks. Yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember that bit? I don't remember that bit. Oh, well, I'm not gonna do it for you. That would be <laughs> that would be fatherly appropriate. My materials changed a lot in the last couple of years. So it was uh, it was a kick-ass line. You did it at uh, at one of the one of the big rooms we were doing, and yeah. you did this line where you basically said, "Yeah, I uh, I took my family to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. It cost me four hundred dollars." Um, 40 for the meal and three hundred for the parking ticket or something oh, like. Oh right, yeah. Woo. <laughs> that was just like that was just that that day. That was like for my daughter's. Yeah. My why goodness. am I doing your Why am I doing your bits for? I you? don't know why you're doing my material, but. <laughs> uh, 
you become lazy in your young age. This COVID is is, uh, uh, is killed yeah, you. Yeah, man. I I I paid. Th I got a three hundred dollar parking ticket, <laughs> and the guy was right outside. <laughs> I went in. I went in to pick up the pizza. I went in to pick up the pizza. Right. And I left. I left the car running with the five year old in the car. I left it running, and I'm. I can see right out the window. And for whatever reason. The guy in the store is taking his cool time. It was like 20 minutes to get my pizza. I'm like, dude, my daughter's in the car. Like, I have to go. Right. Where's my pizza? And it's right there on top of the oven. Yeah. And I come out, and the parking ticket guy already start writing my ticket. I'm like, whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have parked in the handicap, or uh, oh, how no. do you say it? What's the politically correct term now? Um, father of three. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're handicapped. You should not have parked in the accessibility spot. I should right. not have parked there. But um, I just felt like I would be in and out in one minute. It shouldn't be a problem. But, you know, I got a $300 ticket. Yeah, I know. You see all the priorities you're giving to, like, you know, the expected mother spot, the baby carriage spot. I always take that spot. I'm not going to lie. I always take that spot. I'm expecting. Yeah, no. No when, but we're expecting. <laughs> No matter where I park, I just limp when I get out of the car, just to be yeah. sure. So, so are you actually, are you expecting again? No, absolutely oh. not. No. He's like, no. no. He's like, absolutely not. Okay. This, yeah. this is close. It was a weird yeah. week. Um, I went to the liquor store. I had, um, I had a weird experience with the cashier there. Uh, okay. So I'm scanning my items out. And then he asked to see my ID. And I give him the ID. And then he goes... I need to see your face, sir. I'm like, well, you don't understand how this mask thing works now, do you? Jeez. It was so strange. I had to try to convince the guy that, you know, keeping on the mask was good for both of us. It was a really weird decision. That, yeah, it's, it's that fine line when you're uh, on, on the line of being flattered and annoyed. Yeah. By the carding process. At first, yeah. like, oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. It's like, yeah. dude, come on. I'm here every dude. day. Yeah. Or like... Look at this dad bod. Can't you tell I'm not <laughs> right yeah, under exactly. 19? Like, come on, man. Can you see the like, fatigue in my eyes? Like, you know what I mean? Look at the depression in my eyes. Well, <laughs> <So laughs> it's like, it's, I was thinking, like, it's such a hard decision, right? Like, do you catch COVID right. or get your alcohol? Yeah, for me, that's, that's a no-brainer. I, um, I took the mask off, no problem. But, I mean... <laughs> Well, but that's that's weird though. I mean, yeah. you know, see, I I know that you're a pretty pretty straight up guy, and you're actually pretty cool, and you don't look for racism in every single thing. No, no, no. Um, but I that's one of those moments where you gotta wonder. It's like why? Because it's like a black face on the license. You gotta yeah. match it. It's strange. Would uh, strange. So maybe maybe white folks go through that too. Who knows? The rules are getting really weird and arbitrary. At rules, stores, yeah. So yeah. I, I honestly don't know. I always love the like grandmas who get carded at the liquor store stories. Right. Oh my god, I got carded today. He thought yeah. I was like twenty five. Girl, your hair is great. How could he think that? <laughs> you know? I know. Your Grateful Dead tattoos like down here now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's it's been a strange week. So we're gonna tackle our first Canadian topic here. Um, in one week, I've been I I, I gave up Starbucks. Because of their CEO posting something, and uh, you know, I, I I gave up I gave up the CrossFit idea. I was trying to get in shape with CrossFit, but then their CEO went lashed out. 
and now I'm picking up NASCAR. So it, it's just been a strange time where a lot of companies <laughs> are just taking this social media stance on the Black Lives Matter topic, right? NASCAR stepped up. They're supporting the movement. They ban all Confederate flags in any of their events, right? The CrossFit guy, he told his staff in a meeting, we're not mourning the death of George Floyd. All of a sudden, Reebok cuts all ties with them, right? And then Starbucks, my beloved Starbucks, where I used to buy $6 lattes and $7 frappuccinos. One day, the company forbids employees from wearing anything with Black Lives Matter on it. The very next day, they retract the statement. So hmm. to me, it's like, if you're a racist, you can't just be like, all right, yeah, no, it's cool, right? So I, I'm not drinking any more Starbucks, personally. Um, I just, I just want to know, is it possible for a company to stay quiet on a, on a big issue like this? Or is the media and the public's response to each company's stance overly dramatic? I wonder if the audience is gathered yet that these are all rhetorical questions. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I wonder if they are being. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Hmm. But, uh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I must confess, I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a relatively cool guy. I've been around. Yeah. I don't know what a frappuccino is. Oh, it's a, it's an iced coffee with they, they blend it. They take your okay. coffee, they blend it up, they add a little. You can add a little milk or whatever, but it's right, mostly okay. just ice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. All these companies, I, I don't know. I don't know why their first instincts are what they are to sort of pipe things down because clearly, and I don't love the other people's first instincts, which is just to full on moral panic either. Yeah. But those decisions are ill-timed and tone deaf. Now, as far as company policies go, I don't, I don't know, like maybe, maybe they have strict policies about anything like that. And, yeah. you know, we, we use the slippery slope cliche. If you let somebody yeah. wear something, then, you know, people are going to be dressed like NASCAR drivers. <laughs> By the end. Yep. Them. Yep. I think, I think this is a moment that's a little bigger than that. I mean, I don't agree with everything that's going on in this moment, but I do yeah. have a, an understanding of the moment. So to say, you know, this massive moment that's going on in our society, um, yeah. you, you better ignore it if you're going to work here. That's, that's just stupid. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm still reeling from the fact that I, can't, I can no longer pour Aunt Jemima on my Uncle Ben's rice. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. I don't know what we close that we company, can, too. Uh, I don't know what yeah. we can consume, stuff like that. I yeah. can say that I'm, I'm probably still the only Dukes of Hazard fan that admits it. Right. Um, so the yeah. you know the, the 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 Confederate flag always had a much different meaning for me, but that's not a yeah. micro business. Yeah. You know? yeah. The meaning it had for me is like minuscule compared to serious meaning it has for others. Right. So the NASCAR thing, I mean, they've always had. You know how it's, you know how there are certain fans where you say like you know it's I don't mind the band I just hate their fans. It's kind of like NASCAR, like NASCAR yeah. itself. It's cool. So you got souped up stock cars, like you right. got Chevy, Chevy Luminas, you know, stuff like that, just riding around. They're all suit, but it's the fans that give it a bad reputation. So if the fans are the ones pumping up the Confederate flag saying, no, this is our symbol. Screw you. Like symbols right. change, you know? Yeah. So, and, and they may, they may well lose a huge bit of their audience because uh, of this. Right. But, 
guys like me will pick up the slack, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm into it now. I'm, I'm I've been researching drivers. Which one am I going to support next year? I'm gonna <laughs> which which one's dead? Which one's not? I which can't... one's <laughs> Dale Earnhardt? Is he still in there? <laughs> uh, senior, junior. The yeah, third, see, yeah. They're outside, all retired. Like, yeah. Outside French kings, NASCAR drivers are the only ones that you go by the third. You know, the right. Fourth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Keep it in the family. It's, it's the funny yeah. thing, though. When, you know, they'll, they'll lose a chunk. And I don't want to, I don't want to speak in cliches, but, are, you know, are they the kind of people you want to keep? Like, oh, guys, all, all hands on deck. We're, we're losing the racist demographic. Yeah, know? yeah. We're losing, we're losing the asshole redneck sort of. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think it's, it's a pretty big stand because a lot of their fans, I mean, this is a deeply South or like American South. Um, this is, this is part of their so-called identity, right? So um, for them to take that stance, sort of tackling uh, systemic racism from a different angle, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I honestly, I get certain feelings from certain companies doing things. I yeah. think NASCAR, I think they're doing it in good faith. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think yeah. they're doing tokenism. I don't think they're just trying to shut people up till it blows over. I think yeah. they are actually saying, you know what, the America where we started our program is not the America we have now, and we yeah. want to appeal, appeal to everybody. Good so, point, yeah, man. I, I appreciate NASCAR doing that, too. Yeah, so. but if, if you were a business, if I had a business, I personally probably hmm. would not say anything. <laughs> People just blow up. It, it doesn't matter, right? Like, you could, yeah. you could, you could... You could say you support it, but then if you don't put your money into it because your business is struggling, people still have something to say, right? So I don't yeah. know. It's, it's there's a quadratic equation figuring out this, like if whether or not you should support, but it, it's so hard. It's so hard. yeah, that's that's a tricky thing. It gets to the point where I mean, you know, you go back far enough or you dig deep enough, then everybody's got a problem, right? Yeah. So that's what like I don't like these these funnels of purity tests. Right, because the only people that come out the other end are not the kind of people you want as your friends anyway, because they're bootlicking liars. Right, um, and if you keep keep it up, because I've had run-ins with people, you know, that I thought was in good faith, but maybe it wasn't. Where it's like purity test after purity test, it's like eventually everyone's going to fall off. Right. right, nobody is is as perfect in the moment as you want them to be in your head. So we have to learn how to sort of have discourse and proper conversations. Not just like yeah, you're canceled because you you didn't you didn't agree with this missile program in 1964. Yeah. Like that. So yeah, yeah, Good it's point, tough. Man. Yeah, we have to do we have to do our best for for our own safety and awareness and those in our circle that we care about. Yeah, seems to me. So as far Second as obvious, topics, all yours, man. Thank you very much. Well, it's uh, it's an interesting segue, I suppose, because it it does have to do with that sort of caring. Um, I, I got the feeling a little bit last week that I was too nice. You know? <laughs> I, think, I think people want, people want like the, the sparks. You know? Okay. They want the, they want the all caps, you know, hey. Patrick, Patrick and Brett feud over. Um, Go get them. My, my thing, <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> you, um, I, I, I tend to title my, my pieces here. So this one yeah. is called cherry picking concern trolls. Um, 
and I'm mad at both sides, basically. Uh, my ideology basically is explained by the fact that I feel that both sides are hypocritical in certain degrees. So it's, it's kind of like um, you're only allowed to go to a park if it happens to be hosting a race riot. Um, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen the same people who told us that going outside, even with a mask, was tantamount to attempted murder right. by potentially spreading a virus. Yeah. Suddenly, these same people switched to telling us that if we don't go out to a Black Lives Matter rally, then our racism is undeniable. Mm -hmm. No, I don't accept that at all. Um, it's, it's similar to after 9-11 when the Republicans in the U.S. were saying, well, if you're not with us, you're against us. No. I don't buy that for a second. I don't accept that. And if that's how you're going to, if that's how you're going to navigate this moment in history, you're not going to gain friends. So if you just want a whole pile of enemies that, you know, that's one way to go, but it's not going to work. Um, so my, basically what I'm saying is that like people love to judge, they love to preach, they love to condemn, but they can't have it both ways. So which yeah. is it? So, so taking your kids in a mask for a bike ride, it's still dangerous and should somehow be punished but going to a political protest is okay because the cause is so righteous, it'll keep the virus away. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, we've seen, I don't, I don't uh, traffic in conspiracy theories, but I, I've seen a couple articles where people have, um, they're already talking <clears throat> about the uh, potential stats of coronavirus spreading at Trump's rally. You know, yeah. the, the R not thing says, well, if there's 4,000 people, 86 have it, and they're going to spread it. Like, they're already doing that. It hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. And yet, media outlets are being discouraged, which means forbidden, from mentioning any kind of COVID spreading stat at the at the, uh, at the, the rallies. You know, mm -hmm. so, I mean, you can have two thoughts in your head at once. You can try, you can want to be safe and you can support something. I don't like the, the hypocrisy and the blatant cognitive dissonance. Right. You know, it's just it, it. And also the other the other aspect of this that, that has crept up recently um, is is the sort of the. Well, to be fair, the other side in, in that, like the whole like COVID is really, really important until there's something more important than COVID's not important. Um, and then once once that calms down a bit, COVID's really important. So you, nobody takes you seriously anymore. Yeah, you know, it's it's like if you're if you're telling people even with a mask, even social distancing, you shouldn't be in groups. Um, you can't just say only conservative people are forbidden from that. You know, yeah. but you know, for Black Lives Matter rallies, get out there or else you're a terrible person. You can paint yourself into a philosophical corner that way. But the other side doesn't get away with it either because the same people who complained from the beginning of the lockdown, mm -hmm. you know, about the 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 fake stats and, and the economy is so important and China lies and, and Trudeau, Trudeau's stupid, et cetera. They're now posting their deep concern. Um, concerning the growing protests. stats. Yeah. And marching going, Oh, well, are these protests, are they going to spread the virus? Yeah. Like a week before you didn't give a damn about the virus. <laughs> so if you hate the cause, like if you, if you hate black lives matter, yeah. fine, admit it. Like just, I know some people that say, yeah, you know what? I love, I, I love the principle. I love the philosophy. I don't like that group. Nah, right. They may or may not be misguided. I try not to wade too deeply into that. But if you if you don't like them, say you don't like them, but right. don't hide behind a public health issue that you didn't believe in anyway. True. So that's the one thing. And the other just sort of tiny addendum 
um, is this, lately there's been some anti-Semitic um, rhetoric banding back and forth and that, that sort of cherry picking concern trolling bothers me too, because when it's a right wing, an alt-right group being anti-Semitic, all my lefty friends can't wait to go rail about it. Um, but if it's coming from the left, if, if it's people who are anti-Israel or if it's um, anti-Semitism from Islamic quarters, mm -hmm. then all my liberal friends shut up about it. They don't say a word. And the same vice versa. The right-wingers can't wait to talk about if um, Ilan Omar says something about, uh, about Israel or Zionists or things like that. But they shut up when it's the alt-right making mm -hmm. fun of you know, I shouldn't say making fun of, but attacking Jewish people. So it's hypocrisy on both sides, and that just drives me nuts. So my question is, are people on both sides being... Overly dramatic. All right. Um, that was long, sorry. It's a rhetorical man. question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about the... I'm gonna put myself in the position of being a black person living in the South, all right? You have a choice, you have a choice. Can I stay home and avoid COVID or do I protest against police brutality, right? Yep. And I, I think based on what's happening there, it's almost like I have no choice because you see yourself reflected in each and every single person that is brutalized by a cop. Okay, so George Floyd, you ask, I would ask myself, and I, even here in Canada, I don't feel, I don't feel like this is what the Canadian police do, but I put myself, because we're so close geographically, I'm just like thinking I could be George Floyd, you know? Yeah. Um, so it would be no question, I would be there. I would wear my mask, but I would be there at the rally. Yep. Um, there's, there's not even a not even a second thought about it. Okay, um, it's it's we're trying we're, we're we're battling something bigger than COVID in this in this time for me. Um, and there's so much confusion about how the virus spreads, how it actually is con contracted. How long it stays on surfaces still? What do can kids yeah. really spread it? There's just so little uh, conclusive evidence as to, and so much confusion amongst adults. And Should even we wear the, highest, the, store, right? the highest authority, the highest authorities have yeah. been getting confusing, confusing yeah. and conflicting. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I'm not going to mention what Trump's ideas are, but like we we <laughs> see, we see what their high level politicians are doing not right. wearing masks in public and so forth and yeah but <clears throat> there's confusion and, and and people if you choose not to go search out the answers you're definitely going to still be confused yeah um i feel that um social distancing is a way to avoid it mm -hmm. how long the particles stay in the air we don't know we know that when we speak yes the particles do fall to the ground that's why they want you to stay that two two meter distance. But they could still be airborne. You don't know. So wear a mask. You're supposed yeah. to cover your face too. Nurses are getting it, and they're wearing like three four levels of of protection, right? So yeah. it's really it's really a difficult one. Um, yeah. Your your only safety, or I guess your only 
yeah, safety net uh, mentally is is the the numbers are so low to actually die, but still it could cost you an arm and a leg if you don't have healthcare in the states. Just going there could cost you over a million dollars. As I saw, there was one guy, um, million dollar hospital bill from Seattle. Right? Really? Yeah. What? Uh, I I I don't know. I don't know if you he survived know. COVID, but <clears throat> you got you got a, a letter. Million. How does it? <laughs> he was it. He was in for a month. Did he get cable? Like what was it? Yeah, that right. Bill, you know, like it's yeah. Uh, I'll have yeah, the gold I, bedpan, please. American healthcare is, pro- like you said, the Jeff Bezos was the only one happy about COVID. <laughs> I think I think the American healthcare system is happy too. Yeah, and the Democrats pretending they work for the people. Uh, the the key ingredient to their bailout proposals was propping up hospitals. Right. So, build more, build more privatized hospitals. Yeah, exactly. So, so we got the privatized hospitals, the privatized prisons, the privatized yeah. schools. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess anybody who's not, uh, you know, making a six-figure income is just left on Martin Luther King Boulevard. Go after yourself. Even that, even people with six figures, it's it's like if you're barely there, if you're barely there, yeah, there's absolutely. no way you can afford your kids' education. Yeah, plus the cost of living. Yeah, you lose two fingers, you got to choose which one gets sewn back on. Right. The uh, the famous. It's uh, hard, man. More it's hard. Thing, so. All right. Yeah. On to our third topic. This one's me. I'm going to talk about the Olympic Committee. Um, so I, I, I did sports, um, competed for Canada in decathlon, and the Olympics is dear to me. I, I, that was like my number one goal as a, as a young athlete trying to make the Olympics. I didn't quite make it, but, you know, I, I know a lot about the sports, and I, I know a lot about track and field. Um, and I, I, I'm still around it, and I still know a lot of the athletes in the – in the Olympic movement right now. So they made an announcement um, recently this week that they were not going to allow protests um, at, at the Olympic Games because of their rule number 50, the IOC's charter. They attempt to enforce political neutrality at the Olympic Games. So after some backlash, the IOC is having some talks about softening its stance on protests and we had a few Canadian athletes actually speak up to CBC about it this week. So my question is, is the IOC in its attempt to upkeep tradition being overly dramatic? Bam, right on cue. I like how you, uh, uh, the last word, you kind of got sad and looked away. That was yeah, very, that was very being all, uh, all day being. All the people who are listening would not know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I suppose not. Yeah. It's, uh, well, yeah, that, my, my first, my hot take on that is, frankly, the Olympic Committee has about as much backbone as a Mr. Freezy in August. You know? yeah. I mean, they, can, they are so coercible. If you recall, <laughs> oh, yeah. their whining and dining scandal about 15 or so years ago. Yeah. Um, so they are they are very malleable as far as uh you know who scratches their back yeah um like if you think about something like like you'd mentioned in our previous segment like this this cause is bigger right so it's a case where in 1996 the uh the atlanta olympics were it looked like a nascar vehicle 
you know, stickers everywhere. It was Coke and IBM and Apple, whoever else was. So they went from this pure amateur sporting um, sort of entity to, oh. you know, okay, advertising is fine. Right. So then instead of watching the figure skaters do their thing, all you're seeing was like this big McDonald's sign on, yeah. uh, on the side of the rink. So if they are, if they are so quick to bend for advertising revenue, right, they well, would they would do well to um, you know not to do something. They claim to be a humanist organization. They claim to be for the betterment of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd say a large segment of the world's population fighting for equality. I'd say that's pretty damn important. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. perhaps the Olympics should. Um, not be so stringent in their sort of like, you know, Northern European sort of aesthetic and yeah. basically understand what's going on in the world and be part of it, not outside of it. Yeah. You're so right, man. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna bring in all this advertising, um, you gotta realize too, that it's, it's a billion dollar business, right? Right. So when you have companies or like countries bidding, to yeah. get the Olympics and, and all the under the table negotiations that go on to get these bids. It means a lot to each country that does it, right? Like to have it where they had, there's so many Olympic scandals about how did Brazil get it over, you know, yep. China or whatever, like all these so countries, Sochi, Russia. a lot of under the table stuff going on. So if you, yeah. if you guys were actually a company or an organization that had you know, the utmost or the perfect morality, uh, exactly. then maybe, may, maybe you had a chance to talk, but right now yeah. it is bigger, as you say, than, um, than their, than your rules that were made whenever, right? right. <laughs> way yeah. before, way before the 1900s. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember back in 68, uh, the two 200 meter runners, they put their fist up yep. in unity yep. and then they lost their medals, man. They got their medals stripped for, for their protest. And that yeah. changed their life forever. Like they could have been, you know, Olympic legends, but instead they they were stripped of their medals because of the protest. So Yeah. And that would have made I mean, it's easy for me not being a direct participant, but I would have said, you know what, take your medal. Right. If that if that's what you're saying, if that's how you feel, that I can't I can't make a statement for me and my my people. Then yeah. Take take your stupid medal. I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. And they have become Legends, legends for much bigger reasons. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that that's uh that's the Olympic Olympic moment. Anybody, if you if you Google Tommy Smith or yeah. John Carlos, you get you get that immediate yeah. image popping up. Yeah. And it, at that time in the '60s, it was there was some serious racial tensions going on in the states, right? So MLK was just blown away for talking about peace. Right. You know. Right. Um, so yeah, it was it was completely. I think a lot of people, and this we see this these days too, a lot of regular people without media megaphones actually agree with, with what those guys would have been doing. Yeah. 90% of white America would have said, yeah, yeah this, is, this is not fair, good for you guys, you know? But mm -hmm. you know, they please, as usual, the corporate media elites. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know what's going to be funny is how people, if, if they do stick to their guns and say you're going to be disqualified, I'd love to see people sneak in the protest, like they just finish a, finish a hard race and all of a sudden they get down on the knee, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we get you, we get you, yeah. what you're doing. I'd do it just before I hit the finish line. Yeah, they <laughs> Just before you smack the tape. 
Yeah, you, and, uh, do it just before you're, you're winning the marathon. You just get down on the knee real quick and yeah, do it up. there you go. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, I I hope they do. I'd like to see some uh, some stuff. I mean, they're gonna have. I don't know how how uh, how it feel if if the other if the other activism starts hitting the Olympics with regards to the transgender issues with co competition, oh, I don't know how I'd, I'd have to give that long and hot, hard thought. That's a, that's a different can of worms still. We, we will tackle it eventually. Yes, we will. But yeah. uh, no, as far as, as far as uh, racial equality and just fairness in, in our society, um, most people are behind anything these athletes are going to do. Right. So that's my stance. There you go. Yeah. So where are we at? What are we Your topic. At? My topic. Yeah. What is my topic? I'm sure You're it's riveting. Okay. UN uh, security. Oh yeah, right. Okay, so this is uh, this is recent. Um, so with the was it yesterday? I guess. Yeah. I don't know, what I don't know if we say uh, it was uh, three days ago. Three days ago. Okay. Yeah. All the during this virus, all the days kind of just bleed into each other. Yeah. <laughs> Like Tuesday feels like Monday. It used to be our comedy nights would section off the days for us. Oh, yep. it's Wednesday. Oh, it's Sunday. But yeah. now it's all just this one, this gray one sleepwalk, this somnambulism. Yep. So, okay. So Canada lost their bid um, to, to get one of the temporary seats on the United Nations Security Council. Now, yep. the UN Security Council basically is the body. I don't, I'm not a fan. I don't. I don't really like the UN generally. I think they've been co-opted for decades. Oh yeah. By, by the powerful interests. So it's basically it's um it's 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 a pretty face on war machines. Yep. Essentially, um, Stephen Harper uh, wanted Canada to get a seat in 2010, but he was rejected. The consensus being that he was too pro-Israel. Um, that consensus sort of repeated a little bit on on Justin Trudeau, even though he basically uh, betrayed Israel in order to um, cajole people to giving him votes to get him on. He failed in his attempt. Um, I don't think it's a particular embarrassment for, for Canada. I don't think yeah. it's a massive loss for us. Right. But I think he, he looks like a fool because the goodwill that he was willing to sacrifice um, and the taxpayer money and blatant, same as similar to the Olympic situation, the blatant right. whining and dining of, of less than reputable people in order to garner votes to get us on one of the temporary spots on the Security Council. I thought it was pretty pathetic. Um, I think he's done a lot of damage to himself. The, the way that he tends to put his, uh, his wokeness or his... his <laughs> political correctness over everything. I mean, we don't have oh time. We don't have the time or the intellectual resources to really, oh, to, to really get into the Israel debate. Okay. Um, I think we'd probably both be on the fence about it because I see the good and the bad and, and, and right. both sides. But basically my question is that is Justin's push, his politically correct flavored push to get, yeah. a, to get a seat, was he being dramatic I love how you get it on time one cue for yourself you know because <laughs> I, I know when it's coming <laughs> but you do these you do these little hums and haws and like this uh, I give you that long pause but you never get it right it's okay you do um, this, like, profile thing it, this was an interesting topic for me I, I, I didn't really read this section of the of the paper until you brought up this this um, this news to me so Canada loses its seat 
then I, I did some research and I'm like, hmm, how funny is it that there's politics in politics, right? So like for, for Canada, where we, so my research showed, uh, my minimal research showed that Canada lost out its seat to two countries, yeah. Norway and Ireland. Right. Apparently they have a better track record with uh, peacekeeping than we do. And here we, here we thought we were the ones who were the best peacekeepers in yeah, the world. That's what we called ourselves. This, this is like a revelation. Like it blew my mind. Like Norway? Norway? Yeah. You t- like we should apologize to Norway for taking <laughs> over thinking we were the best peacekeepers. But I think we need to, we, yeah, it's just realizing, okay, there's other countries doing stuff better than us. That's, mm-hmm. that's one point. And then my other thing was, my other takeaway was, some countries just don't like Justin Trudeau. <laughs> you know, like they. So there's there's different there's different countries that vote uh, for candidates again. So we needed like 129 votes. We got like a hundred. Right. And some of some of the things Justin may have done in the past with the blackface and, you know, he's got he's got some beef with other countries too, including Japan. For some of his previous political views on things, right? So right. it was interesting. I, I was like, okay, Canada, we got beef with other countries. This is cool. Like, we thought we were the peacekeepers, and, you yeah. know, there's no, we only had this little turmoil with Trump. That's not true at all. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like, hey, I'm proud to be Canadian, and I'm proud that, you know, we're, we're not a pushover like no. some people think we are. So yeah, it's okay. We're not the babysitters that get one popsicle and five bucks, you know. No, uh, it's okay. To us, yeah, I'm I'm okay with having beef with people with other countries. Uh, You know, we're close enough to the states to feel safe. Yeah, it's not enough to just hate Trump. I mean, the that's that's cliche now. Yeah, it's it's not enough to say, well, we used to. I think part of it maybe is that we were um, we were deployed in Afghanistan. we, we, we refused, I mean, this was Krayshen, of course, but we refused to join America in attacking Iraq because we knew that was a load of nonsense. Yep. Um, but we did do Afghanistan, and perhaps our lingering presence there in other places yeah. in the world has created some resentment. But yeah. no, I think our, our peacekeeping rep, I think, comes from a lot of the stuff in the Balkans in the 90s. Right. Um, but no, you can't just rest on your laurels as they say, and no. if Ireland and Norway are being more proactive in the world with aid, with peacekeeping, with diplomacy, then, then let them have it. Let this, them have was, it. this was going to be a trophy in Justin's cap. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, I don't think most Canadians are upset that he didn't get the spot. No. And then the other, the last point I'll say is it's important for us uh, to know you know, nobody's perfect. We have we 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 may be better represented globally with Jagmeet Singh. Perhaps we might have we might have won the vote over because he he represents more diversity for other countries for for them to to win over uh, other countries in the vote. But um, with with the voting process in the UN, my my thing was um, it's it's way more complex than we could ever comprehend. Of course. So a, a political power like China has control of 
all the African nations because they're invested in those nations. Yep. Right? And then India might not like Justin Trudeau for some of his previous uh, image full pause, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's way more complex than we can think of. But it's yeah. not a big deal, to be honest. No, it's, you know, absolutely. It's not a big deal. And it is, it's a mix of the macro and the micro, you know, yeah. you think that you're all set in a, in a macro sense, but then the little micro stuff you do is going to come back and bite you. Yeah. That kind of thing. But uh, yeah, well, just, just for clarification for the people watching the, the permanent seats on, on the security council, it's uh, the States, it's Britain, it's France, it's China and it's Russia. They're the permanent seats, and then um, there's a there's a term limit for other temporary members. Yeah. So for for those of you out there who maybe take a different view than Patrick and myself, and really want us to be on it, it will happen again in a, in a few years. I mean, yeah, the chance to bid. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, yeah. interesting. We're up what for your song now, man. Oh, the song. Okay. Well, it happens to be. Okay, this is my thing. <laughs> I'm trying, see, I'm trying to do, uh, it's about Justin as well. Yeah. Now, I don't want to be Mark Russell, um, no relation, but you know who Mark Russell is? He's that guy that he's, I don't, I don't know if he's still around, but PBS, he'd do these specials, like, we're playing the deficit rag, you know, he, he's the Washington guy, and his, his grand piano had like a Star Spangled Banner on it. Okay. Unemployment rates are soaring high, you know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So I don't like that. <laughs> so, okay. I, I want to make sure that my the little parody songs are interesting, funny, and not lame. Okay. But I also wanted CanCon. So what I think I'm going to do is a series of uh, pieces based on Canadian songs. Right? So, and the last thing I'll, uh, I'll mention is that the papers, and I don't know why I bother reading comments anywhere. I mean, it's just oh. like everybody's got an everybody's got a point of view yeah and it gets nasty so basically justin trudeau's uh people think they can denigrate first of all i feel bad for any liberal prime minister because they try to please everyone and they end up pleasing no one yeah right so and most people vote liberal to keep the tories out so that's uh you know i mean most most liberal governments are they're called the natural governing party because they're yeah. basically like the, the 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 least worst party um, <laughs> So they try to please everyone. They please no one. They get attacked from the left and the right. Yeah. And then eventually they wear out their welcome with scandals or something like that, or just dumb stuff they do. Mm -hmm. so, anyway, a lot of people call him Justine. And right. now I don't approve of that, but it works for this song. All right. All right. So. Fair. Just walk away, Justine. What's been in your mouth since 2015? Don't like your policies or your sense of walk superiority. Hey, you come a running, hey, you come a running, hey, you come a running, you're yeah, so woke. Hey, you come a running, and hey, you come a running, and hey, you come a running, but we're so broke. You look so calm and serene Very careful not to speak moistly 
You say we're going green. But you don't want to talk about SPC Lavaline. I'm proud of that one. Hey, you come running. Hey, you come running. Hey, you come running. With the rest of the Damn. Uh, I love it. I'm not I done yet. It. Here you go. <laughs> I freaking love it. Hey, you come a running, your beard's gone gray. Hey, you come a running and hey, you come a running and hey, you come a running, just walk away. Then the poignant bridge. You always love the limelight. But you still stay clear of the pipeline. Oh boy. Oh <laughs> shit. You're a Zionist PLO, it seems. Make up your mind or move on, Justine. Hey, you come a running and hey, you come a running, you govern like you got a majority. Hey, you come a running and hey, you come a running, you take credit from ideas from the NDP. I messed that up. Just walk away, Justine. Yeah, yeah. Ah, there we go. I love it, man. Oh, that was so man. good. I'm trying. It's uh, it's. Oh. We have to make it look like I'm making it up on the spot. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Then I have to scroll, right? No, so it's, it looks good, good, man. It looks good. Make, make it ring out and then hit the mouse. So, Whenever uh, we can print paper again. <laughs> <laughs> right. You'll get it. You'll get it right in one take. Indeed, you got um, it. Um, all right. My segment is next. My segment's called Keeping It Real. Okay, so we got we got a big issue right now with the image of the police. And we, we know that the, the public perception has been diminished significantly. So even some of the US stuff, but trickling into Canada, we see you know how the police handle some situations with uh, indigenous people and how they mishandle some situation with people of color in, in recent, uh, recent days. So I'm proposing that police get back in the public good books by changing their perception. So we need like all good deeds recorded and posted to social media, all right? That's, this, is, this is my proposal. So like if, if an officer opens the door for an old lady, post it. We're going we're gonna to start, we need to see more stuff like that. If, if an officer is playing some socially distanced basketball with some kids from Jane and Finch, post it. If an officer decides they want to buy some Timbits and share nine of them with some kids, underprivileged kids, and eat one, post it, please. If an officer lets a person of color off with a warning, I want to see that posted too, all right? So it's all about image for me. I think the police, yes, we get it. There are some good cops, there's some bad cops. But a lot of them say, you know, I'm doing so much good and we only get to see the negative stuff. All right, well, bring on all the positive stuff that's possible. Just, just over flood our social media with positive stuff and maybe the image will change, you know? Yeah. And then my second point was, um, you know how the, the police, their, their, their motto of operations is serving and protecting, right? I'm proposing, we often have the police policing themselves. So why don't we have like a global task force for the police where 
the police are the ones responsible for protecting and serving, which in essence to me means bringing the truth to the letter of the law. So I'm gonna call it the world truth force. <laughs> so with the WTF, <laughs> the yeah. WTF we can help all civilians enjoy police services equally. Uh, that's, that's a couple, just a couple over the top, overly dramatic ideas for the police, take it or leave it. I'm just a, I'm just an educated fool, overeducated fool. So, you know, up to them. Overly dramatic. That was, that was nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel bad because I, I played a bit of flavor for you as you were getting to your punchline. I no, man. <laughs> uh, the WTF. I like that. WTF, man. The WTF. Or the force for truth in the world, the FTW. There we go. Uh, oh, yeah. That sounds even better. That's, we uh, got yeah. to do some, um, some plugs right now, man. Okay, cool. Uh, so my, one of my favorite spots to eat in Richmond Hill, it's a local, locally owned business. He's a, a really kind restaurant owner, uh, Anil's. Anil's Taste of the Islands. I do support him. I, I have my, my roti uh, at least once a week from, from Anil's. He's at Young, just a little bit north of Major Mac. Uh, look him up, Anil's Roti, Anil's Taste of the Islands. Check him out, it's delicious. Uh, got a second plug for Roos Cafe out here in King City. Um, great coffee. Uh, they, they also have some, um, some works in place with some of the local uh, manufacturers of fruit and, and lettuce and all sorts of healthy vegetables. So you can check out their, their site, uh, King's Roos Cafe on the Instagram and Roos Cafe over at uh, uh, King Road and Keel. Are you going to put it up in editing? Yeah, I'll put it up. I'll, I'll, I'll add it to the video after. Cool. And then the last one is Arbon. Arbon uh, believes in a holistic approach to beauty, health, and well-being. It's 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Uh, check out the Instagram of a friend of mine at sicker than your average mama on Instagram and on Facebook, Trillene health from healthy from the inside out. So a couple plugs. These are people who are sharing our podcast with some of their um, customers. So um, let's help grow the business for them. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, the only thing I would add, if, if I may, is uh, yeah. King Henry's Arms. Yeah. Best, best pub in Richmond Hill. Uh, best food in Richmond Hill. Best vibe. Best music in Richmond Hill. And also, nice. they happen to be the home of the Lone Cat Comedy Night. Nice, man. Uh, where you guys, once yeah. once the pandemic uh, lockdown is lifted, you guys can catch Patrick and I pretty much on a weekly basis. Yeah. So uh, come on out for some live laughs, and you can tell us that we're a lot uglier in person. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, final thoughts, Brent. Um, it's been an interesting week, like I said. I think Canada needs to take some inspiration from some other, perhaps even wiser countries. Case in point, New Zealand. They were the first country to actually give women the right to vote. And now it was the first country to have zero cases of COVID. Things were back to normal for at least a week there. Uh, sports stadiums were full, the school was back. Parents, are you listening? School was actually back in New Zealand. <laughs> so 
I'm moving to New Zealand. Uh, they they won't they won't let me in, but I I do believe that in, if if we were to follow their example, we could be just as good. Yeah. So that was my. We can beat this COVID if we awesome. if we follow the example of a country like that. I like it. Very yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Well. Final thoughts. My my final thoughts this week. Um, defund the police. It's a clickbait name. Um, but it does have merit if you understand it. And if we can agree on, uh, on, on a method of employment for this, because we don't, we don't need broken window policing anymore. Uh, we don't need police as a revenue source for municipalities with their ticket quotas. See, one, one of the things I, I was talking about this the other day, most of us in our everyday lives, we generally have two experiences with the police. One when they give us a traffic ticket that we don't think we deserve yeah. and there's nothing we can do about it. And two, if we have something stolen from us and we call the police and they come and they say, well, there's nothing they can do about it. Right. So for the most part, that is most average Canadians. Those are the two times that we have to deal with the police. So we, perhaps we don't feel like we're being served or protected. And I'm just thinking they have no training in mental health. They have no training in, in, uh, education they have no training in community affairs right it's an aside but important one why are people with mental health issues on the street anyway that's cutbacks um that's, that's, cut that's, that's right another, that's another issue that we can talk about at some point hopefully so my my point is that community groups can shepherd their citizens much better than an authoritarian soldier force yeah um so I do believe in that. I do believe not in the in, in the title because it's misleading, but I it do is. believe in a serious rebudgeting, restructuring of what North American cities know as the police force. Very good. Um, yeah, the 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 title defund is it's like all right, let's just take all this money away. No, we it's it should be more like let's reinvest in the police or take yeah. take some of that money put it into proper education, put it in put it back into the social networks that drive our communities. I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, it is a very misleading title because yeah. just saying, well, let's just take all this money away. Where, well, <laughs> where, where's the money going? Right? Oh, exactly. Exactly. I just, I believe in prevention over punishment. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Awesome, man. It's been a great show. Yeah. It was quicker than last time, I think. No, longer actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we're becoming more used to each other, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zips, zips by like crazy. Yeah, no, this is this was great. Uh, remember to all our, of our viewers and listeners to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, add your name to that uh, YouTube channel there. Check us out again next week and uh, give us. You can even add a few comments to the YouTube channel if you if you like certain things or if you didn't. Let us know. We'll, we'll still do the same as we do. We're not changing because of you, but, uh, but we, we appreciate you guys listening. We might incorporate some new ideas if we run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank so, you. This has been Overly Dramatic. This has been Overly Dramatic. Okay, you do the na-na's. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. There.